This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Baruchim Um So tonight I want to do the first part of Daf Kuf Tesvav Amen Aleph, and Bez Hashem tomorrow we'll do part two. Um, we're now starting from the bottom line on Kuf Yedalad Omen Bez. Basically the Mishnah said that a woman who says that she and her husband went overseas, there was peace between them, there was peace in the world, and she says, my husband dies, she could marry. However, if there was war in the world, then we say, you know what, she may think her husband died, she may be conjecturing that her husband died, but she really did not get a good look, she ran out of the work scene too fast, it could be he survived. Or if, let's say, there was a fight between them, she may not be deterred by the uh, penalty that would accrue to her that she can't marry anybody else because she wasn't really getting along with him anyway. So the Gemara says, Let's say we thought there was peace in the world. And she said, by the way, there was war and I saw that he died. So on the one hand, she, ha- she has what is known as amigo. She could say, believe me when I say there's a war in the world that, but he died because I you didn't even know there was a war in the world. I didn't have to say there was a war in the world. So I'm letting you know the truth. He died, but he died in war. And don't say, well, maybe I'm conjecturing. Because if I needed to get myself believed, I didn't have to offer that information. Mahu, what's Allah? Miyamrinan mali l'shaker. Do we say, why should she have lied? Dibay amra shalom ba'ilam. Because if she wanted, she could have said there was peace in the world. Aydilma, or maybe, Kivan de Ichazka Amra the Dadame. Since it's, she does establish that there was war in the world, she's conjecturing. It's true. We only know there's war through her. But once we know there's war, there's a very, that doesn't uh, minimize the possibility that her assessment is based on conjecture. And therefore, maybe we can't believe her. Uh, maybe the migu that she has cannot come umara and can weaken the presumption that in fact she's conjecturing. So we're going to try to bring a proof as to what is the halacha in a, in a time of war where we only know it's war because of her. Tashma, come in here. Yisinu aleinu bayis. Let's say she says... You know, they uh, they set the house afire. Yishinu aleinu ma'ara, or Yishinu aleinu ma'ara. They set the cave on fire. Humes, he died. Banini and I was saved. Ainanemana, she's not believed. Now, we only know about the fire because of her. And she could have said, look, my husband died, and we would have believed her. But now she's saying there was a fire. So, and um, she's saying there's a fire, but I survived and he died. But once she establishes the fact that there was a dangerous situation, we can't trust her because maybe she thinks the husband died because she doesn't think it's possible that anyone survived the blaze. But in reality, maybe the husband did survive. So from here we see that in a situation where she establishes that there's a possibility that her uh, information might be conjecture. So then, maybe, it, so we see she's not believed. 
So Gemara says, no, it's not a proof. Shani Hasam there, it's different. The Amrinan law, we say to her, Kihechi de Lididach Yisrachesh Nisa, just as a miracle happened to you, Lididei Nami Yisrachesh Nisa. Maybe a miracle happened to him as well. In other words, <coughs> she herself is saying that she ran away before he died, and that basically she's conjecturing. You know, in that case, of course she's not believed, because by her own admission, she says, this is an assessment. But in a situation where she says, look, I'm letting you know it's wartime, but I know that he died. So as she doesn't think she's conjecturing. Our question is in a case where she thinks she's saying factual information, definitive information, but we have to suspect it's really conjecture. Very often people th- say things definitively, but they're really conjecturing. So if she admits she's conjecturing, then of course we, we don't believe her like in this case. Our Shiloh is in a case where she doesn't think she's conjecturing. So the Gemara continues, Tashma, there was a war, and she said, Naflu aleinu edikam, Goyim fell upon us. Me and my husband, Naflu aleinu, listen, bandits fell on us, attacked us. Who made Svanit He died and I was saved. Now, manner she's believed. Now, this is basically like a war. They were attacked. Being attacked is like a war for them. And we only know of this war through her. And she could have just said, her husband died. But once, but she established there's a war. And even so, she is believed. Even though uh, there's a, a possibility of, uh, there's a possibility she's offering this information out of conjecture. Sigmar so says, not a question. Hasam over there, Kedrav Idi, it's like the opinion of Rabidi. What did Rav Idi say? Rav Idi said, Isha Zaina Aleha. A woman always has her weapons on her. What does this mean? That <coughs> um, in this case, she's not in a case of war. We're afraid she's going to run away before she could really determine that he's dead because she has to worry that maybe the bomb will hit her, maybe the ammunition will hit her. If you're in a war front, it doesn't discriminate between men and women. But when you're attacked by bandits or robbers then she will stick around. Why? Because she's not afraid they're going to kill her. Why? Because women always have their weapons on her. What does that mean? A woman could always get out of uh, being killed by offering her services for relations. So because of that, she'll she'll stick around the scene uh, to ascertain whether, in fact, her husband uh, died or not. (coughs) The Gemara continues. So really, so in this case, she's believed. The question is, what about in a situation of r- real war? There's a guy that at the end of his marriage, end of his wedding, fire took a hold of his marriage home, of his, you know, his little cottage where he was going to be in the beginning of his marriage. So the fire uh, took a hold of his uh, cottage, his marriage house. Amrulay Debis, his wife said, Chazu Gavroy, Chazu Gavroy, see, my husband's on fire, my husband's on fire. Also they came, Chazu Gavroy, they saw a singed body. The <coughs> Shadi, that was lying. Upista Dida the Shadia, and a hand, Lying there. So she said, look, my husband's on fire, my husband's on fire. And they came and in fact, 
they saw someone, he was burnt up, and his hand was cut off and burnt. This is exactly like the case before. They set the house on fire. They set the house on fire. That we <coughs> we can't believe her because she's uh, she's conjecturing. So maybe in this case we can't believe her. We can't assume it's the husband. So Amarava Rava said, "No, there's no similarity at all because we have much more evidence in this case. And in fact, the husband did die of fire." Amarava Rava said, "Me dummies, it's similar." Hasam lo ka'amru in the case before, she never saw the husband burning. There was a fire, and she ran away. But she didn't see the husband catch on fire. Here she says, look, my husband's burning. My husband's burning. So that's the first level of evidence that in fact the husband was uh, caught by the fire. V'oid, gavra charucha deshade. They saw a man that was singed lying there. And a hand lying there. So I mean, like, who's that? They see a dead guy. He was burned. So number one, they saw the, the husband got caught on fire. And number two, they see a guy who died of fire. So all these, the preponderance of evidence indicates that in fact the husband caught fire. So the question is, why did Reb Chiyabar Avin not know this obvious distinction that in this case the, the husband caught on fire and we see a guy who died of fire? So remember, Reb Chiyabar Avin, this guy who is singed, Ema Inish, okay, we know the husband caught fire. But maybe Ema Inish Achrino Asa, La'atsuli, maybe it's the fireman who came to save. Vachatinur, he got caught by the fire and the husband ran away. Upista Dida Deshadya. And the hand that's lying there, Nara Itzlaya, it got caught on fire from the guy who was uh, rescuing him. Now, the question is, where did the, where did the husband go? Says the Gemara, the husband got damaged by the fire. He got a mum. He's so embarrassed. He ran away. Now, this is a very important line. What do you mean, where did the husband go? Why do, I, why, do, why do I have to address where the husband went? As long as there's no conclusive evidence that the husband died, so don't you have to suspect that the husband's alive. I don't know where he is. Why, why do you have to make up a story? He got a mum and he ran away. I mean, let's say we couldn't make up such a story. It sounds like if we couldn't make up such a story, then we would say, <coughs> look, there's a guy in the fire, we know the husband's in the fire, and we see someone died in the fire, that must be the husband. Because why would the husband be elsewhere? We need to be able to give an explanation for where the husband went. Okay, let's just do a little bit more. We know that a woman is believed to say her husband died. However, if it's a time of war, then we can't trust her because we say maybe she's conjecture, conjecturing. We know that an Eid Echad is also believed to say a person's husband died. And the question is why? Is it because, is he believed because, look, he doesn't want to take a chance. If he says the husband died, he might be proven to be a liar if the husband walks in. So in that case, if an aid, we know that a woman is not believed to say her husband died if it's a time of war. Maybe she's conjecturing. But maybe an Eid Echad, who the whole reason Eid Echad is believed is because he doesn't want to be caught to be a liar, so then even if it's a time of war, an Eid Echad could be believed. Or is the reason why an Eid Echad believed is because 
It's not that we really believe him, it's we rely on the fact she'll do her due diligence because she doesn't want to become usher to her husband forever. But in a case of war, where she may mistakenly think she's doing her due diligence, but she's still conjecturing, then we cannot believe the Eid Echad. So Gemara says, They had the following Shaila. Eid Echad What is the law regarding a single Eid at war? Mahu. Is the reason because it's eventually going to become known. Who? And therefore, the Eid doesn't want to lie. So here too, even though it's a wartime, the Eid is not going to want to lie. Ideal more, maybe. The reason why the is the woman herself will investigate. But here, since sometimes she hates him, really what it should say is, since she's conjecturing, possibly, <coughs> and this and the Marshal says, maybe she's saying, so she's not going to check very thoroughly. Okay, we'll continue with this tomorrow, uh, for now at 2 p.m. Okay, thank you everyone. Laila Tov, Kol Tov. Okay, we're continuing on Daf Kuf Tezvav Amud Aleph. We're up to uh, the Gemara. Just had an interesting shaila. The Gemara said that a woman is only believed that her husband died in the time of peace, but in the time of wartime, we're chayshish bedadamilach that she's conjecturing. She thinks she, he died. She thinks he got hit by a bullet. And she had to run away. She didn't really get a full look to see that he actually died, but she couldn't hang around there. But at the time of Milchama, she's not believed. So the Shaila is, what about an Eid Echad? Could an Eid Echad testify that a guy died at a time of Milchama? What's the question? The question is, why is an Eid Echad believed? We're on Kuv Tezvav, I'm on Aleph and the page. Is an Eid Echad believed because it's Milsa David al So an Eid Echad is not going to lie about something that is could be revealed. So... In this scenario, even though it's wartime, maybe Eid Echad is not going to want to, he's not going to want to risk his credibility to say that the person died if the person might walk into the room. So therefore, in this situation, Eid Echad would be believed. A woman might not be believed. She'll, she'll uh, conjecture. But Eid Echad won't be conjecture. It's Milsa David Leglouye. If the whole reason why Eid Echad is normally believed is because Milsa David Leglouye, so that applies even B'Shas Mechama. Or is the reason why Eracha believe it's not really because of Milsad Avilugluye? It's more based on the fact that the woman will do her own due diligence because Isha Daiko Minsaba. But in a case of wartime where we can't rely on Isha Daiko Minsaba because we're worried she's going to conjecture and say, but the Damilach, so therefore we can't believe in Eracha. So we just have a little bit more to go. Tashma, Amar Rabbi Akiva. When I went to, down to Neherda, this now, why is Rabbi Akiva going to Neherda? Rabbi Akiva lived in Eretz Yisrael. The answer is that even though normally the Sanhedrin the the Shana, or the new month in Eretz Yisrael, as a, a special circumstance, um, the Sanhedrin can be Mikadesh. The Chodesh, even Chutzaretz. The circumstance here was the Romans didn't allow Rabbi Akiva. So he says, when I went down to Neherda, 
La'abar ha'ashana, t'vimah'abar the year, matzasi Nechemia ish beis deli. I found Nechemia, the man of the house of Deli. Okay. I, I don't think it's Delhi, otherwise, you know, he's from India. Ish based Delhi. But Amar Ali, and he said to me, Shamati, I heard, he says, I heard about you rabbis in Israel, that practically you don't allow a woman to get married based on one witness in Eretz Yisrael. The only rabbi that allows it is Ella Rabbi Ben Bava. Only Rabbi Ben Bava allows it. Venam Tiloy, and Rabbi Kiva says, I said to him, Advarim, you're right. Rabbi Ben Bava is the only one who allows it. Amar Ali, he said to me, Amar Lohemishmi, you tell the rabbis of my name. Atem Yoidim, you know, the Medina Hazu, that this country here in Bavel, Meshubeshes Begayasais, it is corrupt with troops. You know that it's in great chaos because of troops. But nevertheless, and this is my tradition from Ram Gamliel, that they marry a woman based on one aid. That they marry, they could marry off a woman based on one witness. <coughs> Um, so this is a very interesting statement. You know that this is a corrupt, that this is a chaotic Medina because of troops, which indicates that it's a time of war. And I have a tradition from Gamliel that you could allow a woman to get married by one Eid Echad. That implies, my Medina Meshubeshes B'Gayosis. What's he trying to say that the Medina is chaotic with troops? Lav isn't it trying to say even though this country is chaotic, I still have a tradition that under these circumstances you can still believe in Eid Echad. We see in Eid Echad is believed even at a time of Mochama. No, that's not what this man from Beis Delhi was saying. He wasn't saying that he has a tradition that Eid Echad is believed even at a time of war. He's saying, Then why is he saying, this Medina, that this Medina is chaotic? You should say, You should say, anywhere where there is chaos because of troops. This is what he was trying to say. You know that this Medina is chaotic with troops. And that's the reason why I can't testify to the other Chachamim personally because I have to protect my family. I'm in a war-torn area. I cannot forsake the people in my household. And I cannot appear and come before the rabbis. So I want you to relay my tradition that Chachamim Koblani Miram Gamliel I have a tradition from Gamliel, you can marry a woman off based on one aid. So he wasn't saying I have a tradition, you could believe in aid, even under these circumstances, but he's saying that if you want to know why I'm asking you to go t- testify and report my tradition, and I don't come myself, it's, not a, it's that because it's a time of war, I can't leave my family.
There's a story about two sages, Shahyuban and Abba Yosi ben Simai Basina. They were traveling with Abba Yosi ben Simai in a boat. The Tava, and the boat drowned. And their wives wanted to get married. And Rebbe allowed their wives to get married based on the testimony of women. Now, what's the situation? It wasn't war, but it was a time of danger. It was drowning is like war because it's very easy to think somebody died and they didn't. It's very easy to conjecture. <coughs> water is like war. And women, more than a hundred women is like one man. And a hundred women is like one man. And we see you're allowed to get married. Now, I don't understand this proof for the life of me. Because you're right, a hundred women are like one man. But we already know women are not believed. <coughs> Why are women not believed like by Mohammed? Because they're going to conjecture. Now, why would an Eid Echad yes be believed? Because Milsa Avidu La So what? More than one woman would not conjecture? That's like an Eid? Why should we believe them if at the end of the day they're women and women conjecture? Somehow, if they're more than one women, they're elevated to the status of Eid Echad who don't conjecture. So the Gemara asks, "Bechlau, we can't prove anything from here, because this is, is what we call a situation of Mayim Shein Lahem Soif, endless waters, and endless waters. We don't even accept the testimony of two witnesses that a guy drowned. The Tizra Mayim Shein Lahem Soif. No, this is talking about endless waters. Mayim Shein Lahem Soif Ishtayasura." And this is where we'll hold it for today. We'll do Daf Beis Vesha Monday night. And uh, then the following week, we'll hopefully do Tuesday and maybe Thursday night. Okay, everyone. Have a great Shabbos. Kol Tov. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.